I'm doing brand new Nerd Herders 2022 version. Now, oh, this would have been awesome if we had done this yesterday, being 2, 2, 2, 22. But, on a Tuesday, but you gotta hear right here, right now, on the 23rd day of our, in the year of our Lord, 2022. My name is Craig Lagans, here on this tropical island, uh, with the wind whipping through my hair. But anywhere I would be, I would take you with me, because we're all together. We're all the same. We all love the same stuff. We all love the same geeky, it, unconventional, incomprehensible stuff that gets stuck in our head like Abacab. And who else to talk about it with but all of us? So thank you so much for being here. My name is Craig Lagans. Forgive the suit, please. I'm breaking it in. I've got a big gala tomorrow, um, an advanced screening of a movie. I forget the title of it, but what better way to introduce my wear my suit for the first time than with my fellow nerd herders. My name is Craig Lagans, and joining me, as always, is my favorite married couple who I haven't had a threesome yet, with caveat, uh, the dragon of the dojo, Mr. Damien Dragon, and right. his better half. With more X's than Jennifer Lopez. I knew you were going to say that. With Foxy Foxy. Woo! And Dan Calachico. So, Damien, it's your show, man. What are we talking about this month? All right. So, uh, the typical format, as you know, we always do our little roundtable discussion of the nerd news of the month and everything like that. This one's going to be a kind of special one uh, this week and everything like that. And, you know, trying to turn a uh, somber moment into something a little more lighthearted and everything like that. You know, we feel we owe it to fans out there, especially, you know, some of us here, as including Mr. Calachico himself and everything like that. So this month, I've reduced the number of nerd uh, news bits down to five. All right, we're only going to go through five news bits. I try to kind of mix them up a little bit. Plus, it's a short month, so there's not, you know, and everything like that. But I try to mix them up so they weren't all movie-related or whatever like that. I try to mix it up a little bit. Then after these five topics, we're actually going to be doing our uh, our discussion tribute to the late, great Ivan Reitman and everything like that. And the way we do that, we're going to be doing that discussion. I'll go over that a little bit later on once we get to that point. Because we're going to be doing it in a certain styling, which I think Dan will like and Craig will definitely like. Because being the trivia man he is and everything like that. Well, I like it. I you will like, on this no, show, You too. will like... You didn't let me finish. <laughs> you will like it as well. Well, I like it. Anyway. All right. Getting into our nerd news of the month. And again, short month. All right. Starting with... Um, <coughs> oh, excuse me. Starting with, starting with death, phlegm, and choking. And COVID, COVID cough. And it, he's got the he's got the vid. All right, Capcom fighting game collect uh, coll game collection is coming this summer. Um, in lieu of the teaser trailer release uh, of Street Fighter Six, um, Capcom officially revealed Capcom fighting collection 
as a compilation of classic fighting games like Darkstalkers, Red Earth, and of course, Street Fighter. Capcom Fighting Collection was officially revealed Monday morning through Capcom's official YouTube channel with the compilation containing 10 games from the Street Fighter uh, from the Street Fighter franchise, uh, as well as Dark Souls the series, uh, previously mentioned Red Earth. Hyper Street Fighter 2 will join several of the franchise's spin-offs like Super Puzzle, uh, Fighter 2 Turbo, as well as the classic games like Dark Stalkers and Night Warriors. The collection, notably, will be the first time Vampire Hunter 2, Dark Stalkers Revenge, and Vampire Savior 2, The Lord of Vampire, will see a Western release as both those games were previously only Japanese exclusives. So this collection, if you're into those Capcom Street Fighting, you know, Street Fighter games, Dark Souls, all stuff, this collection is definitely for you. I'm one of those people for sure, and everything like that. That'll be out this summer. And again, exclusive Japan games with their first ever Western release. Release. That's gonna be pretty damn awesome. Well, it's nice to see that they're just not going with a super ultra turbo ridiculous, ludicrous <laughs> speed Street Fighter remix of like two. Again. Yeah. I mean, and, and then again, the teaser for Street Fighter 6, again, that's a teaser, really awesome. I am just hoping they don't make the same mistake they did with Street Fighter 5, where it was like this low price base game, and then like you had to pay for like every. Oh, the microtransaction. Like, but they super microtransaction Street Fighter, remember? Remember, I told you, I was like, oh, I don't want it now, because it was like, I forgot what the price was going to come out to be after, like, after you bought everything for the game it was like up there with like star wars battlefront and everyone's like yeah you know what pass <laughs> i'll stick i'll stick to street fighter 2 turbo or something like that wow. and everything the ludicrous speed edition yeah you know so <laughs> but but ryu has been revamped ryu's got a beard now more scars they introduced some other new character and everything like that so again if you're into those capcom fighting games like me keep a keep an eye out this hey. summer Gone to plaid. Yeah, pretty much. Is that Ryu's new gi? Plaid. Plaid. Great. No, I, I, I love when they do this. Uh, it's one of the reasons why we we held on to the, the DS, the PSP, and we're never going to get rid of the Switch is because those three systems, more than the others, and even the major consoles, have a lot of Japanese or um, other side of the world releases that never came out on the consoles and they'll do a, a a portable version of it and update it and put special features in there or just you know complete a game if there is a level down so we uh, we have countless rpgs on uh, ds psp discs um and switch now that we we had the switch for the last couple of years um and we'll never like well, first of all, I'll never get rid of a console again ever unless it's broken. Like I've made that mistake when PS3, PS4, and the never again. It, it'll go in a box somewhere, but I'm never getting rid of it. Uh, but those, like the PSP, will get play still in 2022 in this house because there's games that I still play on there, and there's these RPGs and other games that have been released in the West that have never come here. Are you kidding me? I, I'm keeping it because I still have my my Xbox, the big brick one. I still have my first Xbox. I'm keeping an eye out now for like what I had just found out. Apparently, there was a horribly made Miami Vice game, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I heard and you I also. Like, 
They're hard. Oh, no, it's, like, it's hard to find. Yeah. The only eBay um ones available right now are UK versions, which of course are PAL, so you can't play them here. Oh, but yeah. I'm like, there was a what and the what now? And a lot of people even freaked out. They were like, they were like, excuse me? I, again, I don't care how horrible the game is. I don't care. It's a Miami Yeah, it doesn't matter. Game. Yeah. Because somebody was like, oh, yeah, that was a PSP one. No, the PSP one was for the Miami Vice movie with Colin Farrell and Jamie Foxx. No, I'm talking about Crockett and Tubbs yes. 1980s Miami Vice on an Xbox game. I, I heard you also made another discovery about Miami Vice last week or two. What, that I'm that I'm older now and actually enjoying it and going through a marathon of it? No, a certain... Oh, per- the, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Foxy was telling me about... Wait, is that well, Phil? I, know, I, know, I remember Phil Collins being in the show. That I oh. do remember. But yeah. I just I hadn't remembered like the amount of celebrities that were in it. Oh, that's, just- what, that's what I was telling Foxy. I'm like, not just Phil. Everybody. <laughs> Go ahead, Craig. Can I tell you a story of Miami, my Miami Vice story? When I, when I met Penn Gillette, when he came to uh, Philly um, to do an interview, um, he, I, when I worked at WHYY Channel 12, the, the local PBS uh, station here, um, I wanted to meet him. The first thing I wanted to ask him, though, out of all the things that Penn and Teller has done and all the greatness that they are and everything, was what was your experience like on Miami Vice? <laughs> And he proceeded to tell me a story how NBC kind of had them over a barrel because they wanted him on Miami Vice and because they want to add a part for him and said, you either do this or you can't do Letterman. And Letterman was their only outlet back then. That's when I first heard about Penn and Teller was on, on Letterman show, on the, on the old David Letterman show, the 1230 yeah. NBC David Letterman show, which they were a riot and they were, and that's where they got. So they, and because of his, appearances on um letterman they wanted him for miami vice and penn said no thank you and he said okay well you do it or you don't do letterman and he said on the set of miami vice he had didn't have any problem with any of the co- co-stars are doing it and all that stuff uh but he don johnson walked around the set with a loaded gun and penn said like his penis a gun with bullets in it oh. Fox, uh, can I do the jokes, please? I mean, I, you're you're hilarious, and I can't wait to read your book. Tell me who I'm supposed to be. I'll be first in line, but for for this one little second, yeah, I'll yeah, let me do the. I'll do the. Funny, okay, I'll do the ha ha. Uh, no, Don Johnson was walking around with a loaded gun on the set. Okay, even when they were shooting. So Penn said and said this to me. He said, "I will never work." With Don Johnson in any way, shape, or form ever again. You even are so immature. Even if we're doing a hundred, like a night of a hundred stars, if Don Johnson's at the end, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. So was it his penis? Oh my god! I'm sorry. <laughs> she, every time you said "loaded gun," she's over here giggling. It's like she likes football, but she can't watch it like a mature person. I can't. Oh Jesus Christ, Foxy! Yeah, she can't watch football like a f- mature person because. Every time they say like tight ends, I oh giggle. What's so the other one? There's another one. Uh, sack. Sack. <laughs> I'm 40, folks. <laughs> she, I, like we, I'd have a football game, or whatever. And she'd be in here, or whatever, or she'd be in the kitchen. Sack. And I hear from the kitchen. Sack. 
Oh my god! Okay, All right, you know what? I have a li- I have a limit to the jokes. Uh, no, uh, badass says Don Johnson <laughs> penis. On, on a more not serious note, because this is all of us. I don't. When we're watching the video, I don't remember them showing Ken Jillette as one of the celebrities, but they showed right. the other guy Keller. as being on Miami Vice. Yeah, yeah. No, no Penn. Well, Penn was on first, and because Penn. Huh. Yeah, yeah. Remember, that wasn't even a full list. That was like a little list. Okay. Yeah. Because I remember the yeah. other guy being on it. Oh, there, there was like, and it was weird because he was speaking. I'm like, <gasps> there was there, were, there was like so many before they were stars, so many current yeah. stars. It was like crazy. It was like utterly, yeah. utterly crazy. Hey, we do uh, on the show. Craig Teller's from Philly, right? I, yes, Teller yeah. is from Philly so much. I ran into him at a Rite Aid on 19th and Chestnut. <laughs> I walked over and said, I'm sorry to bother you. He said, are you Teller? He goes, yeah. They're all nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. And went on about the That's it. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I am. Thank you very much. Yeah. The only, the, and the other thing I asked Penn when I met him, because I only wanted to know two things. What was, what was like on the set of Miami Vice? And what was it like on the set of the It's Tricky video with Run DMC? <laughs> uh, <laughs> was that a better experience? Yes, uh, because he and Ron grew up together. They used to walk. Oh, oh, wow. I didn't know they, that. They worked at a pet um, hospital and shelter, and they both washed dogs. Oh, but, wow. Yeah. On the set of the It's Tricky video, and this is right, this is a while back. So this is right, this is a year after Jam Master Jay had died. And Penn said, working with uh, Randy MC was great, but Jay, like, ran the show. Like mm. he told them where to stand. He knew where everyone was supposed to be at all. Oh, wow. Time. So, you know, you think, and, and Ron even said, like, if, you know, if the group, whatever, break up, he said, if there's no Jay, there's no group. And they've, they've never toured since. Jay yeah. You know, Ron's done his thing and DMC has done some solo stuff, but he said, without Jay, there was, there was no group. But, oh, but, wow. Penn, but Penn said, Penn Gillette said, on the side of this tricky, um, Jay ran the whole show. Huh. Yeah. So, but wow. check out it's tricky. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Nerders, where we just started the show talking about Street Fighter and ended with Penn and Teller. Yeah. And before that, we were talking about socks. And yeah, before that, we were talking about socks. We were talking about socks before. Welcome to the show. I love our randomness <laughs> so much. Street Fighter go Six from, looks good, though. <laughs> and we're going to go from there. We're going to go jump across another way with our next news tidbit. Um, now, in the world of, uh, like, you know, hearing a lot of actors retiring and everything like that, you know, or actors slowing down. Uh, as we know, Sylvester mm-hmm. Stallone is slowing down. He's passed the Expendables torch over to Jason Statham and everything like that. Well, another iconic action star uh, has put out that he's getting ready to retire with one last film. Uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme is to star in his final action movie. Um, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme's movie titled What's My Name claims it will bring his career on the full screen, full circle. Uh, the title of the movie comes from the premise. Um, after speaking to Deadline, Van Damme said, I wanted to leave the stage, but with a revisit of my career starting with Bloodsport. I want this to be a new Bloodsport, but on a higher level. In the film, I am on my way down in terms of career, and I come out of a premiere of another action movie, I, uh, I Am Not Happy. I'm not happy because I've been living in hotels for the past 30 years, which is basically true. Uh, we're going to bring real elements from my life and what happened to me. 
Pulling from Van Damme's person, personal and cinematic life, uh, the What's My Name movie will find the actor playing himself. Story follows him after being left in a severe coma from a serious car accident. Van Damme wakes up with amnesia, unrecognizable to everyone, including himself. Uh, through a series of fights against other iconic fighters, Van Damme begins a quest for his own identity. All this leads him... All of this leads him to one final match that puts everything on the line. In addition to his final action film uh, from JCVD, uh, another draw uh, another draw to the film will be the rematches between him and former on-screen op- opponents. Though nothing's confirmed yet, uh, there has been talks of past opponents like Dolph Lundgren, Michael Gissy, and Bolo Young set to appear in what will be Van Damme's final action movie. But not Raul Julia. No, game over. Street Fighter. Yeah, we know. Fox, again. Yeah. That just sounds like you took me to all his old movies and just like, let's throw them on the but wall. Ba- that's basically what he did. I mean, I, I just I just saw a movie where Hal Ramis appeared again as Egon. So let's not. Well, remember, you got to remember, too, like JCVD admit, admits after all the stuff he's done, JCVD is out there. <laughs> he's a little out there. Isn't well, this is entertaining. He's entertaining out there. I follow him on Instagram. He's entertaining out there. I I, I love J- JCVD. He was a big oh. idol of mine, of course, growing up in the 80s. I mean, come on. I was I, I started karate in the 80s again, and, and this is when Van Damme first broke out with Bloodsport and everything like that. Dude was iconic. I had my hair cut like the dude from Bloodsport when I was a kid. God. Yeah. I, I'll believe it when he actually retires, like, the same way Liam Neeson is not going to do action movies anymore. Oh, wait. Yeah. First of all, I thought John Claude Van Damme stopped doing movies a long time ago because right. That's what I was thinking as he was reading the article. Nah, he's been doing. Like, he's been, like he's been working from, a lot of stuff. Retiring from what? It's exactly. It's not like he's Idris Elba or John Cena where he's doing everything. It's like no, I'm going to stop. He's John Claude. The thing is, he, no, he's put out a lot of films in the last like since since the um since he did the Expendables role. Like he done a lot of B-Rip, but like since he did the expendable roles, he did quite a, a lot of films. Like a lot of them went to Netflix and everything like that. You know, and actually the funny thing is my father, you know, because all he well, my father, who's now officially retired, congratulations, dad. Congratulations, dad. Uh, and everything like that, you know, watches a lot of movies, but apparently, and for my heard, like a couple of his straight to DVD or what streaming releases actually turned out to be like really good that nobody like knows about, like in terms of isn't that story action? Yeah, there's apparently he's got like a bunch of them out that people were like, whoa. And apparently Nicolas Cage has been doing the same thing lately, too. Like some of the movies that Nicolas Cage done, people were like, this is actually pretty good. <laughs> yeah, but Nicolas, Nicolas Cage, though, on the other end of that, um, he's done a lot of movies, uh, but a lot of them have been critically, I've heard of them at least, a lot of them have been critically praised. One of them even was nominated for an Oscar last week. Another guy, Bruce Willis, has apparently has a whole nother career on Netflix that nobody knew about and he's done he's like taking every movie under the sun. Have like, has anybody heard the Bruce Willis news from this month actually? Was that a segue? Oh, it wasn't going to be but now it is. Hey Damien, uh what Bruce Willis news this okay, month? Okay, everybody's familiar with the Razzies, right? Yep. Now usually Bruce Willis has, you know, occasionally been nominated. Apparently this past year with the amount of movies that Bruce Willis put out and starred in, they gave Bruce Willis his own category with his own with all of his movies. What? How, what movies? Huh? 
What movies? Exactly. All the movies he's doing on Netflix. All the apparently, all the- like he he did so many bad movies. Just one year, one year. they just put him in his own category. Oh, yeah, his own movies, just him for the Razzies. Ouch. Yeah. Well, yeah. At least we'll always have Die Hard. Yes. I mean, again, see, this I, stems back to this. Also goes this. This all like landslided for him going back to Expendables. Uh, to the Expendables Fallout, mm-hmm. which I don't know if you're all familiar when he had that Fallout with Stallone, yeah, and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Which basically, Good. you know, he wanted an extra million dollars over everybody else. Stallone's like, why? And there's like, you're in it less than everybody else, and all this stuff. But Bruce Willis wanted it, so that's when. You know, he brought in Harrison Ford, and he asks about like Willis's character. And he's like, he's been written out of the picture. It was like, ooh, just a little. Well, yeah, and and as we've, if you've ever heard any evening with evening with Kevin Smith uh, shows, he's said that about Bruce Willis on a number of occasions, and he's out yeah, there. they're not the only ones that have had a problem with uh, with Bruce Willis. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's understandable. It's one of those things where it's like I I. I'm just gonna ignore the rest of it. <laughs> just yeah. watch, watch the Die Hard series, and I don't think I own another other than Cop Out. I don't own another movie that man's in. Blind Date. I don't, that I Blind don't own. I don't own me. Me. Blind Date I, from the eighties was hilarious. I don't give a fuck about Blind Date or The Sixth Sense. Oh. I've seen it. Yes. Blind Date was amazing. Uh, yeah, but they don't have um, uh, uh, Hans Gruber in it. I see. I can't yeah, remember names Alan, tonight. Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman. What the fuck is wrong with me? She's she's staying quiet on the Bruce Willis front. I see in terms of movies. Yeah. Yeah. She she's staying quiet. Why? No, no, don't. Armageddon. I don't know any other things he's done. Armageddon. Oh, I forgot about Armageddon. Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah, lent his voice to Beavis and Butthead. You put him at the block, didn't you? Did oh, that's right. He's yes, he said Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, that's right. He wasn't Beavis and Butthead. That was the only that's one of only two movies that Bruce Willis and Demi Moore ever did together mm-hmm. when they were married. And he was in Miami Vice. Badass mm-hmm. says Bruce is now done 22 directed, but he's getting paid, he hasn't fallen off a shit. Yeah, well, see, Cage Nicholas Cage had to do it because he needed to get paid because he was he was going broke. Yeah, Willis didn't have that problem, so I don't know what his Bruce Willis is rich, and he he even survived a good day to die hard. Yes, (laughs) he he can survive. It took a minute. It took a minute. It took a minute. If he can survive, I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. Go ahead, Craig. Never mind. <laughs> Craig, just yell. I can't. Let's see how long this goes. Let's see how long this goes. <laughs> Bruce, Bruce Willis was in Charlie's Angels Full Throttle with Dem- Demi. Oh, I just thought of another movie I own that he's in Ocean's 12. Thank God he's only in it for yeah. five minutes. Yeah, the, the worst still going. movie. I like that one. No, well, you're right. You're right, though, Craig. It is the worst of the three. I, I agree. It's not my. My favorite is the first. The third are really good. Yeah. Uh, the, the twelve is okay. It's okay. Yeah. It gets better every time I watch it. What is so goddamn funny? She's you still laughing. Got a good day to die hard. Die hard. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Uh, because it's got a loaded gun in it. 
Jesus fucking oh Christ. God, it's going to be one of those nights. Boy. It's already is. This is why we do it once a month, folks. It's, a, it's that time of the month. Why are we dissing Bruce Willis? Because he's a dickhead. Yeah. 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 Uh, by the way, Craig, the reason why it's Maybe working we this can way. We do an episode sometime soon on titles to see it, how mature she is. <laughs> by the way, Craig, the reason why it's falling apart is actually the second one we've done this month. Oh, my okay. God. That's right. All right. He's a, okay. he's a, you good? You good? You good? You sure? Yeah. All right. Anybody okay. tuning in now is going to think I had like a mental breakdown of crying? Most pr- actors are dickheads. Well, yeah. that's, that's not true. true. That's, that's not true at all. Keanu Reeves is not a dickhead. Fuck Bruce Willis. Uh, you know, Jer- Jersey represent, but fuck him. Go ahead, Craig. Tom Hanks isn't a dickhead. Mark yeah. Wahlberg is a dickhead. George Clooney well, uh, Mark Wahlberg did try to curb stomp an Asian person once. Way, way before he got into acting. That doesn't matter. He did it. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying you were saying Al actors are dickheads. All right, all right, all right, all right. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. You're correct. I'll take it back. Take it back. Hey, Will Smith isn't a dickhead. Yeah, Will Smith isn't a dickhead, and he's from Philly. Yeah. I'm not a dickhead, Chucky. I am absolutely a dickhead. I'm a dickhead to people who deserve it. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Damn, boy. Uh, what's next, Damien, please? All right. Well, please. please next, God. coming up, uh, we got the uh, first trailer that literally came out of nowhere for the trailer for Disney's Chippendale Rescue Rangers, which apparently is not a reboot. It's a comeback. Uh, in an interesting way, though, uh, in a styling much like Who Framed Roger Rabbit, uh, this is a hybrid live action CG animated action comedy that sets 30 years after the original series came to an end. And it catches up with the former uh, Disney Afternoon uh, television stars in modern day Los Angeles. So, yeah, it's actually like if you haven't, weird. Seen, it's weird. If you haven't seen the trailer, it's like, you know, again, it's. It, it, it has very serious, like, adult moments, not in the sexuality context. Again, it's Disney. But, like, just in, in context and everything like that. Like, you know, because, like, um, Chip is the... Chip is the, the one with the, the Indiana Jones hat, right? I always forget which one's which. Well, there's, there's one, the one that dressed like Indiana Jones. And I think Dale was the one that dressed like Magnum P.I. Uh, but anyway... Chip is like still 2D and then Dale is like 3D. He's like, yeah, I had some work done and everything like that. And then it's like, it goes through this whole, and it, it showed why like the show imploded, why they broke up and all this stuff. It's like very, um, almost like behind the music in a sense at times. Yeah. And, and, but it looks good. It looks interesting. If you haven't seen the trailer for it, I highly recommend it. Like definitely check it out. It's not what you thought. Like again, a lot of people are thinking, oh, why are they, you know, whatever. But no, it's it's literally like a continuation in a completely different way. It's like a behind-the-scenes continuation. Again, very much like you frame Roger Rabbit. There's a lot of cameos throughout the throughout the movie and everything like that. So it's definitely worth uh, a check out for sure. And especially for those of you that love Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers. I did. I loved it. It was great. Loved it. You got one dressed like Indiana Jones. You got one dressed like Magnum P.I. That was awesome. Oh, Come the on. theme song was Fucking Dale. Oh, so good. And I ain't gonna lie. I had, I, I, I had a little crush on the mechanic. I, I had a little crush on the mechanic. Did you? Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. That's the sexiest mouse on TV. All right. Oh. I'm glad we got that out of the way. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a good day to die hard. Yes, it is. 
Oh, I get it. <laughs> I'm composed this time. She's composed. She's good. She's good. Yeah. You can stop talking football. Socks yeah. just learned. Socks just learned something new. Oh, she uh, used to love it too. Actually, really, really quick side note. When oh, I no. Hold on. Wait. I was talking first. Damn it. I'm oh, sorry. Oh. Go, go. Socks said, "Holy, see, Craig, that's all you gotta do." Uh, holy shit! I never realized it was Magnum PI. See, he he, he taught him something tonight. I didn't know it was either. <laughs> It was Magnum P.I. Yeah, Magnum P.I. and Indy. Go ahead. Sorry. Tell your story. Apparently, when I was in construction, uh, I had become a signal operator. And they're like, that's why I used to like tell her like the, the like some of the calls we have to make and her like that. And she couldn't keep a straight face, you know, or anything like that. Some of the calls. I could barely remember, but I remember I used to do some of the, say some of the signals and she used to laugh, you know. Say signal. <laughs> signal. <laughs> give me an inch. Give me another two inches. All this stuff. And she would like. Go ahead and laugh. Know, it's not funny now. It's not funny. That was funny in the moment. I can't even remember the signals now. It was so long ago. But still, like, I remember used to tell her some of the stuff that she was like, you know, give me a touch it, touch it down, stuff like that. That's like airplanes. Okay. Oh, you're trans you're doing your transformer now? Yes. Just what I'm you're optimal. Oh, the transformer always has a sound. Yes. Yeah. Single best imitation of <laughs> the prime I've ever heard in my life. It's all right. It's on YouTube if you ever want to see trans. Uh, Foxy Foxy do her Transformer impression. It's on YouTube. It's, and it's, 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 it's glorious. Perfect. Yes. All you got to do is type in Foxy Foxy Transforms. Perfect. It comes up. Yeah. It's like watching a Michael Bay movie like right in front of me. <laughs> better. It's way better. Yeah. It's I, way better. So it was All a right. rock sitting in a, on the sand. <laughs> it was grass growing. Grass growing. A little bit of wrestling news tidbits that once in a movie do those. AJ Styles has officially re-signed with the WWE. Uh, and very uh, apparently the deal was a big one with Styles landing well over $3 million a year uh, when all was said and done. God those damn. that confirmed the deal uh, to, uh, to us uh, said that he deserved every penny and would easily make that money back for the company. Uh, they were also told that he has some additional bus travel accommodations paid for. In addition, there is speculation of Styles getting his physical, his last physically possible dream match with Edge at WrestleMania post Edge's promo regarding an op- opponent for the uh, a big event that is obviously in need of a big marquee match alongside with the potential rumored Kevin Owens versus Steve Austin. Uh, I got to say, I, c- I completely agree with that. You know, like their long-term deals are obviously between three to five years. You know, here's a guy that came in on a lot of hype that Vince McMahon was not fully convinced of until he won the ovation he got coming out at the Rumble. Yeah. And then he started working matches, and Vince literally was like, okay, this guy's the real deal. And then like that. You know, <laughs> ding, ding, Vince. Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously you don't want him jumping ship anywhere like that, but I mean, the fact that they were like, he's worth every freaking penny and everything that they're giving him. And it's like, yeah, he's true. He's on that level now where he doesn't need like a title or strap to be over because he's he's already over. And a lot of people have been say, saying like in terms of like Raw, he's been the one saving grace on the show. It's like, all right, everything else sucks. But AJ Styles is about to have a match. So that's going to be good at least and everything. So, I mean, hey, kudos to AJ Styles, man. Very well deserved. Uh, mm-hmm. The career he's had and everything like that. And granted, this all came very late in his career in terms of the WWF career. Mm-hmm. But 
for him to be getting what he's getting, he's absolutely deserved it. And it's, I couldn't be happy for him. But no, AJ was always a cool, super cool dude. And I just, I told him even then, I was like, dude, I'm just really happy. For you. He's like, oh, Dragon, thank you so much, blah, 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 and all that stuff. And he's like, what are you up to now? And I said, well, remember the girl that I was <laughs> like talking to and dating that I told you that night? He goes, yeah. I goes, yeah, yeah I'm married yeah, to her. This is my son. <laughs> it's no shit. I said, yeah. <laughs> He says, well, damn. Said, yeah, so it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I've had my interactions with AJ and everything. Like that. It was good, but always a good dude again. I'm, I'm just, again, hearing, I just, again, knowing he's a family man, know what he's about, and just the hard work that he's put in, I couldn't see anybody. He, he truly deserves everything that they're giving him and more. I agree. Not yeah. And then and now the possibility, again, because he had gone on record saying, his last physically possible dream match is him and Edge. I mean, come on. Who doesn't want to see a match with him and Edge? That's going to be... I, me, I don't want to see it. You don't want to see it, but it's still going to be good. <laughs> it's going to be good. It's going to be good. And sure, but for what? Aren't they... Aren't, isn't... Oh, my God. I don't... Whole nother podcast. Whole other podcast. Edge shouldn't be, Ed shouldn't be wrestling anymore at all against anyone. He's done everything there he is to do. There's no reason for him to come back. There was no reason for him to have a WrestleMania match with his wife. There was no reason to come back versus Randy Orton and tear his tricep again. There's no reason for him to come back and wrestle AJ. I know it's AJ's dream match. So what? A lot of guys don't get their dream matches against somebody else. Just like I know it's Kevin Owens' dream to have against Steve Austin. Um, Again, for what? Um, It's Texas. I get it. Money. Money. That's why. Well, Austin doesn't need it, though. That's the thing. The company needs it. I'm not talking about Austin. I mean, the, the box office, the tickets, well, yeah, the merch. Yeah. Oh, I know, because there there's no effing way they're going to get 100,000 people there for one night, nope. let alone two in Dallas, especially when you're having Raw and SmackDown there. How how, how many people are you supposed to, to get? Listen, I don't, I, I don't begrudge any, any, um, cause I, I, we, we, people in the chat that like and watch wrestling, I don't begrudge anybody who enjoys the show, how they're going to sell that many tickets with as piss poor as the fucking programs have been. Uh, I like the hell out of elimination chamber. We can talk about that later after I've written stuff. We want to tack that on there. I don't mind. You know, we're not doing a wrestling podcast. This I week, so we'll talk, we can, uh, I watched it. Craig and I watched it. We could, we could talk about it later. Um, the Royal Rumble was okay, but it is, and I, and I try to do the perspective thing, guys, uh, and I'm talking mostly to the two professionals here and the other people in the chat who watch it every week. And I try to put the perspective on, I'm an old head. I've been watching this since I was sick, sick, sick. Well, that's daily. <laughs> um, I've been watching this since I was six. It's how many years is that? It's a lot. Um, so it isn't the same to me anymore. I'm older. I'm not going to watch 28 hours of wrestling programming a week. Like I used to back in the day, by the way, there was 28 hours of programming of wrestling before YouTube. I just want to point that out to everybody, but Holy shit. I really tried this week. I don't give a fuck about Logan Paul. I I'll argue bad bunny. Bad Bunny, and I know how Craig, I know Craig's like you're out of your fucking mind. I get his perspective as well. Bad Bunny generates money. 
That's why he was there. I know it's a waste of a roster spot where you're firing 38 people a year. Totally agree with you. But comparing it to Logan Paul, Logan Paul with The Miz, I couldn't give, I, I couldn't care less about that fuckwit, no talent, fucking asshole, Logan Paul in a fucking wrestling match. I don't care how good he can take a bump. I don't care how many people watch him. It's in my opinion, that only confirms what I say about the Cardassians, Cardassians from Star Trek, Cardassians. Wait, yeah, Card- which one is the alien? I don't know. Thank you. But the fact that that just means people are stupid. That what I, I don't get it. I, I don't. Uh, I understand wrestling's not for me, but I really tried this week and I'm like, you're going to sell how many seats to WrestleMania? I mean, it doesn't affect me. It ain't my money. But what? And they, you know, they will. You know, they will. What I was saying, like, that's also like, again, you know, this potential, though it's not, not everybody's, but like AJ Edge is a match that it's going to put asses in the seats. If you look at the rest of the card, it's meh. So you got to put some marquee matches. People are going to come for Steve Austin. Steve Austin to this day, on his rare random blue moon appearances, still gets the biggest pop. Sure. Other than The Rock. My I only mean, Austin pops, Austin pops are absolutely deafening. Like deafening to the point you can barely hear the music. That's my how only, loud of a pop he gets. My only defense for it, my only defense, my only um uh not defense, my only caveat for Edge getting a run is the same reason Shawn Michaels got years added, is because they actually had years taken away. I don't think that counts. I don't think Edge is just another old guy that shouldn't be wrestling anymore. I think we lost six years of him, so we get three extra now. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with Edge wrestling. Put the yeah. title on him. Put the title yeah. on him. He'll sell tickets. Well, no, I agree, but there are a lot of people out there. Uh, Sox even said it. Put the title on him. Sox is a huge... The, he and I both kind of teared up when Edge came back at that Royal Rumble before the world blew up. Uh, so... I, worst, I see worst from, kept secret. Worst kept secret. I put, you know, it was like, I like compare it to the Sting thing, right? You, we all know how big of a mark I am for Sting. I don't want to see him wrestle on AEW anymore. In the worst way, he should be a manager or a guy that beats up somebody, tries to screw with whoever he's managing, preferably somebody else other than. Darby Allen, for reasons we won't discuss right now, it's got nothing to do with wrestling. Um, but when they were talking about, Craig and I talked about it, when they were talking about the rumor that he might wrestle Undertaker, that Undertaker, old Undertaker, I was like, oh my God, no. There's going to be two old guys with two broken necks at the end of this match. Please stop. Stop it. No. So I just yeah. wanted to, I just wanted to tell everybody who's listening that to this. Yeah, I just wanted to tell everybody who's listening that that I'm trying to put it in perspective, but no. <laughs> Austin, I would kind of argue the same thing where we lost years and sure, give one more match. Don't give a shit. I, I would love to see it. Edge, and I, I, I don't even think it's going to be a full ball match. Whatever him and Owens is, is not going to be a match. No, well, that's why he, he agreed to do this if he's in, do, indeed doing it because Owens is the type of guy 
that you could that you know a bump for Austin that Austin can have a type of match where he doesn't have to do a whole lot, and and Owens could sell for him. Austin is pretty much 1980s Dick the Bruiser, just a guy coming in and you know he, a guy who was still over Dick the Bruiser was in the in the 80s, but couldn't move, couldn't do anything, couldn't even leave his feet. But the guy he picked, the guys he would wrestle because they would sell for him and they would they bump their asses off for him. And make Bruiser look like a million bucks. And you know Owens would do that for Austin. Sure, which absolutely. is why out of all the people that Austin would come back for, and Austin shouldn't come back at all, Owens would be the guy who can can have the type of match that that Austin can can go over looking good without Austin. Plus, Austin's going on record. He he likes Owens. He likes yeah. Owens. He likes Owens. And, he, he and Owens was old school and actually asked permission. And Austin was for the stunner. And Austin was like, Yeah, like go ahead. My only, my only problem with all, my only actual problem with it, uh, is again, uh, you've lost Keith Lee, Adam Cole, countless others to other companies are just leaving because of you, not because of them. You, you could have made them stars, but you, you name him three different things and then he leaves. Like. That's great. So I don't like it's it's that that's what bothers me about it's the uh, only thing that bothers me about the Edge and Austin thing is, is there were spots there for people that would have been mega stars if you gave them a push or wrote something coherent for any of these guys and not have them be a manager for who the fuck were they gonna uh, uh Adam Cole was gonna be Keith Lee's manager. Yeah, no, no. Why why? Why would you do that? Yeah, phenomenal. Well, my, again, again, I, that's a that's a whole we're trailing into a whole other grander. yeah sorry we went right into wrestling yeah my bad that's a whole other grander discussion alright my last new tidbit before we get into our Iron Reitman portion uh, Star Trek 4 for you Trekkies out there Star Trek 4 has been announced and it apparently caught its own cast off guard <laughs> as well uh, earlier this month Paramount Pictures Caught Trekkies off guard when it announced that its fourth modern Star Wars Star Trek film. Sorry, guys. How dare seen. you? I know. War! <laughs> I just started a war. I just started a war. Fight! Wow. Uh, fourth modern Star Trek film was slated to begin production by the end of the year with Chris Pine, Zachary Quinto, Zoe Zaldana, Carl Urban, John Cho, and Simon Pegg in talks to reprise their respective roles. Evidently, these actors were every bit as surprised by the announcement as fans were. Pine, Kinto, Saldana, Urban, Cho, and Peg's representatives were also not aware that their clients would be toted as part of the deal. Nor were they aware that their clients would be shooting a movie by year's end. Uh, at any rate, Insider says Pine, who was described as the project's linchpin, is the first to enter early negotiations to reprise the role as Captain James T. Kirk. So, still, it's like a story within a story, in a sense. Mm-hmm. So, you Trekkies, you, you, you potentially, because it all depends on negotiations now, you're potentially getting your Star Trek 4, because if I'm right, didn't it Didn't originally not, was it not going to happen because I think it was something with Pine, or was it because Hemsworth dropped out or something like oh, that? I don't even remember anymore. It was like something to that effect, I remember. But like, yeah, and then it's funny, like, they're just like, hey, we're announcing it, we're doing it. And all the actors are just like... All I know, 
All and I know, that, again, they're, they're agents. They're agents of all people who have to know these things. Are like, say what now? They what? <laughs> all I know is there are two uh, properties that did the reboot right. Take this ride with me. Not Star Wars, none of the other stuff, but Ghostbusters and Star Trek did the reboots right. All this, these modern movies exist in an alternate timeline with the same characters that you know, but we've acknowledged within that space of time that there is a whole other timeline where all that other shit already happened or is happening, but some, something went whoop. And screwed it's it up. It's kind of a multiverse thing. It's yeah, kind it's, of a multiverse thing. it's the multiverse. So they acknowledged it and did it right. Marvel. That's what they're doing with Batman. Batman's the multiverse. Yes. Uh, Ghostbusters did the reboot as well, the right way. I know people hate that movie, but you're all stupid. It was fine. And and kiss my ass. <laughs> uh, and and I mean both. This one, Afterlife, and Answer the Call. Those are the two properties that did it right, in my opinion. Um. So I, I, I can't wait. I, I love Star Trek so much. I know I'm a Star Wars guy. You know, again, I like pointing out when people tell me I'm not a real fan because I like The Last Jedi, that I was a part of the fan club when you had to pay for it and get it mail ordered to you. So kiss my ass. But um, I, I was a Star Trek fan first. I, there, we're getting two things. We got this new movie announced. And, and I know people hate this goddamn movie. Uh, but the the very first Star Trek the motion picture is getting a 4K director's the director's cut getting a 4K transfer, and my nerd uh, nerdgasm is the word for it. I'll just since we've already been so dirty tonight, I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to do what I was going to do. There's a cat behind you. Um, yeah, so <laughs> I, I, I'm really and I hope. Um, again, why, Craig? I can't do names tonight. Shit, the writer of Star Trek Beyond, Simon Pegg. Jesus Christ, I got a name. I hope he's writing it because I loved that third Star Trek movie. I loved that movie so much. In 1980, fun fact, Star Trek, the motion picture, made the Guinness Book of World Records as being the most expensive movie ever made. Wow. First movie. And what, was the bu- what was the budget for that back then? $100 million. You, you know what's funny about $100 million? You know what's funny about that? And this is where the Trekkie comes in. That was originally going to, and I know Craig knows this, <laughs> but I just want to overshadow him once for being a nerd about this thing. Uh, <laughs> there it was actually going to be a second series first. Mm-hmm. There wasn't going to be a movie at all. It was going to be called Star Trek Phase 2. It was going to have Kirk, uh, not even Spock. It was going to have Kirk, Bones, a couple other original characters, a whole bunch of new characters. And it was going to help launch 20 years ahead of schedule. The Paramount Network. <laughs> that never happened. Right. So when the Paramount Network got canceled, they were like, make a movie. <laughs> yeah. And actually, two, uh, two, oh. of the, two of the four scripts that were written for that original second series were later revamped for Next Generation. Yes! I did a thing, Craig! Ah! <laughs> victory is uh, mine! The, the victory is mine! Because Craig mentioning the uh, the, the highest, uh, most expensive movie made at that time, I had to look up what has unseated it because I wanted to see what is now the most uh, expensive movie. And I that. Craig, you're, come on. I'm going to toss it to you to see if you know because you are the quintessential <laughs> trivia master. So let's see if you know this before I give the answer. Most expensive movie ever made? Ever made now. Um, well, I... 
for the longest time it was Titanic. And then uh, Avatar. So uh, now I'm sticking with Titanic. All right. Final answer is Titanic. Yes. Dan, what do you think? Endgame? Endgame? Oh, uh, uh, Avengers Endgame? Well, I guess not. Never mind. <laughs> All right. You don't count because you've already looked at the answer. You cheated. <laughs> I saw you look. She's, she's going to try to play all smart. I, go, I know. I think I know the answer. All right, Casey boy. <laughs> Die harder. Anyway, the most expensive movie ever made, clocking it at $378.5 million, $1 million, is Pirates of the Caribbean oh, on Stranger Tides. Fuck off. Wow. That is the most expensive movie. And how much did it take in? Uh, how much? Let's see how much. Six inches. Jesus. But I'm <laughs> I can't. That's it. Veronica bargain from the outside. That's it. That, what a waste of inches. Oh my god. There <laughs> uh, you go. Badass guess Debbie does Dallas. Uh, yeah, but oh. which one? What? One point zero forty six billion dollars. Okay, so I made a little profit. Okay. Made a little profit. Made a little I guess it paid for its budget. Yeah. 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 It just made it. Made a little little change at the end of it. You know, they made their money back. All right, folks. And that is our nerd news for this month. All right. So now we're going to go into our, um, as requested per Dan and everything like that. It only seems fitting because, you know, the topic comes up so many times and like that. But also, um, Again, we lost Ivan Reitman, who was apparently uh, very deep delved into the movie, into movies. But when I looked up the list of his filmography, I was like, really? Like, it was just like, and it was like stuff I had not known. I'm good. It wasn't always him, the director, whether it was him, the producer, whatever the case may be. But movies that he was attached to that, I was just like, really? Wow. So. In honor of him, I have pulled across, I have pulled out a bunch of the titles that you may or may not know he was a part of or like that. And we're excluding Ghostbusters because we know about Ghostbusters. You son of a bitch. <laughs> we're we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that towards the end so that way you can do your 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 homage to Ivan Ryan. Because, you know, again, I wanted to do this to you because I know this is a big deal for you and everything like that. So I'm going <laughs> to save that portion. As the nice little cherry on top in the end. Then okay? I get to use this thing. Yes, you get to use that. All right. Okay, you get to play with your toy later. Bad laugh, Foxy. All right. So I'm going to bring up some of the movies. What I do? What I do? What I do? What, what I do? do? Oh, what man. Do? That, 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 that North Jersey really came out there. What, what, what I, I fucking do? do? What I do? Hey, oh, you're bringing my fucking snoogats over here. Hey, what's going on over here? Let's put a snoogat. Oh, my God. Hey, my dog. Hey. Hey, my paisan, what do you want to cook you a pot of ragu? Come on, anybody, anybody, anybody? You cook a pot of ragu. Anybody, come on. That was a movie reference. Sorry. Sorry, you triggered me because every time I hear the name ragu, I think red water. And I Billy think Crystal of, I think of, and, and 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 what's his name? Um, running scared. Oh yeah, Gregory Hines. Gregory yeah. Hines, running scared. And when I hear ragu, I think of Eddie Mecca. R.I.P. The big, <laughs> <ragu>. <laughs> the big ragu, yeah, yeah. 
All right. Well, again, Ivan Reitman had a huge catalog of movies he was attached to and everything like that. And a lot of movies I had no idea of. Some of the movies I didn't even heard. I didn't, again, had no clue he was attached to. Some of them I hadn't heard of and everything like that. So we're going to, other than Ghostbusters, I'm going to say some of the, uh, say some of the films that he was, other films he was attached to. And people, you guys can rank them. I don't know. We want, what do we want to do? A one, one to five star rating? One to five star rating? Yeah. Yeah. Because again, obviously, Ghostbusters is going to be the main thing he's known it's for. One and two, really. huh? It's one, one and two. two. One and Ghostbusters, one and two. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Ghostbusters. Anyway, point is, is we're leaving those out, and we're going to get. We want to give him a one, one to five star rating. One to typical one yeah. to fives. All yeah. right. So the first one, apparently, which again, you know, given the people that he's worked, with, whatever, some of these were not a surprise. First one I pulled was. Stripes. Apparently, he was attached yes. to the movie Stripes. Yeah, attached. He directed it. Directed it. Yeah. I, again, I said attached because some of them he was director, some of them he was producer, whatever. Like he that. produced and directed it. Okay, only umbrella term here. What I do? Okay, what I do? What I do? <laughs> All right, Stripes. Four. I'm gonna give Stripes a four. Yes. All right. I saw Stripes in the movies with my mother. Bad idea. <laughs> I loved it. Um, she thought she just was smirking through the most of it. Um, that was the first time I saw John Candy outside of SCTV, and that he floored me in that in that film. <laughs> Seeing it in a theater with a with a, a bunch of, of people, honestly, there's no experience like that. And I was 13, 14. The mud wrestling scene must have been all it for you. Oh my god. Just um, and that's where uh, back to wrestling. That's where Piper got his nickname from: is a lean, mean fighting machine. Fight machine. <laughs> yeah, from what, what, why all the down faces? Didn't everybody make it with a hot MP tonight? Uh, and then we had a we had a uh, uh, improv game uh, where the he had to start with my name is, and people would fill in the blank. So here's someone say, "My name is Inigo Montoya. You come, my father, prepare to die. My name is." Slim Shady, uh, my name is Earl. I would always fight for anyone, fight anyone who took mine, which was always, my name is Francis Sawyer, but everyone calls me Psycho. You call me Francis, and I kill you. Okay. Ooh, you just made the list, buddy. <laughs> Sit down, Francis. Lighten up, Francis. Oh, um, right, how, so, Craig, how many stars, Craig? Four, what do you give it? Uh, I, I give it a four. It's not 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 his best, but yeah, it's it's up there. Dan Dan gives it a four too. Give it a four. Dan put a four. I give it. A I four. give it. A, I give it a four because that it, it it starts to do this at the end and then comes back. Yeah, the end but, kind of veers a little bit, but yeah, uh, but yeah, no, that's a four. It's fucking classic. They they did a great thing with the Blu-ray where um they did the same thing with the Blues Brother Blu-ray um. I only mention that because it's the only two I have that do this where they actually, they have the deleted scene separate or you can watch the extended restored HD version with the deleted scenes put back in, in its plate in their places with the music and whatever was supposed to be in there. And stripes has, believe it or not, five or six scenes that were deleted that were back in the movie. The, uh, it's just fun to watch that with that, but uh, that's one of the better Blu-rays out there with the special features. Okay, 
Love that okay. movie. Who's your buddy? I quote that all the time. Who's your buddy? Who's your friend? You are. <laughs> One you, second. And you get you are mad man. When you you and a cow and you try to make just, it with the cow. You and you and me, man, forget about it. Dude, like um when he looks back at the, when they're gonna go to Italy or uh no when they're sitting in front of the van. No, John. Oh, yeah. No, John. Yes. No, John. No. Yes. No. I'll drive. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Harold Ravis. Recipes, baby. Harold Ravis. Recipes. Chicks dig me because they really were underwear. And when I do, it's usually something wild. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. Okay. Wait, one oh, more thing. There's not, a, there's not a time where I won't crack up where he just leaves that woman in the cab on the bridge and just chucks the keys over. Because, yeah. God damn it, she deserved it. You stay yeah, right there. Did. And he just, he just. <laughs> Brilliant. Sorry. Good. My bad. All right. So fours across the board for stripes. Yes. All right. Next movie up. Twins with Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Three. Yeah, I'll say three. It, it's good. It's a good movie. I'll give yeah. it a three. I'll give it a three. Did you know they're actually making a sequel to that? I think Kevin yeah, Hart's called, like the third brother. Yeah, it's, it's called Triplets, and Eddie Triplets. Murphy the third part. Is Who, the third. Who's the third one now? Eddie. Oh, it's Eddie. It's Eddie Murphy. It's Eddie Murphy, yeah, yeah. I'm really looking forward to that, and uh, I'm kind of happy that I'll say I'll say the second part later because you're going to give me time here, but I'm really happy that he signed off on what he needed to sign off on yeah. because twins is a movie people forget about. And then somebody will bring it up. You're like, Oh yeah. Twins. That's oh, a lot oh, of yeah, fun. Twins, yeah. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what they do with that. Really? To be twins, honest, twins, twins was definitely like, you know, again, it's not up there with stripes, but it had its moments. It definitely had its moments and everything. Uh, and everything. it was definitely, it, had its moments. it was funny because it was such a different, you know, definitely I a different dynamic between the two. I appreciated it more as I got older. Yeah. He's yeah. doing that funny talk again. <laughs> you forget the third rule. He's doing that funny talk again. Watch and that nice, tomorrow. Yeah. And a nice dig at Sylvester Stallone at the beginning of the film. I mean, I mean, yeah. saw the Rambo poster. Yeah. <laughs> but right. I believe that was the Rambo 3 poster. It was the Rambo yeah, 3 was poster. It, yeah. mm-hmm. All right. So. And then you, you gave it a three, right? You gave it a two. You gave it a two. All right. All right. Next up, Kindergarten Cop. Oh, God. Yeah. Which also had a sequel with Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Three and a half. Um, Whoa. Only because of the, the, the lines that came out of it. Yeah. For quotability yeah. purpose. Yeah. For quotability purpose, yes. Not a tumor. It's not at all. Put the cookie down. Isn't that from that? No, no. Let's go all the way. What did you? Who's your daddy? And what? What does he do? Yeah. I give that. Mom says our dad is a real sex machine. Good. (laughs) I'm giving that a four. Really? I'm giving that a four. I fucking love that movie. I I think that's a classic. I think it's an underrated. Movie, I yeah. really do. I I understand why people don't. You, I'm an, you I'm hit the an, kid. 
I hit you. <laughs> I'm an Arnie Mark, believe it or not. Yeah. Not mm-hmm. so much Governor, Governor, but I like Arnold Schwarzenegger, the actor and the guy and yeah. the man. The man seems to. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He acknowledges stupid things he's done in the past, and he's trying to really be a good person, it seems like. He's got a pet donkey that walks around. He's got a pet donkey, and he feeds it carrots and talks to it like it's a girlfriend. It's the greatest thing I've ever seen. Follow Honest Schwarzenegger on Instagram for nothing else other than the pet donkey moments. And he's an actor who's not a dickhead. He is an actor who's not a dickhead. Um, If those, anybody, just a side note, um, Arnold wrote I didn't think Arnold Schwarzenegger would make me cry ever. That's not true. I cried at the end of Terminator 2 the first time I saw it. I was also oh god, not, yeah. I was also seven or eight, but I felt every bit of that kid John Connor screaming at him like I order you not to go. And now I know why you cry, but it's something I never do. <laughs> and like it's it sounds stupid now, but as a kid, I'm like, <laughs> you know, after he just no, still st- emotional. Stay. Yeah. When, uh, oh, here's another trivia. A little Ivan Reitman, uh, uh, Six Degrees of Ivan Reitman, Ghostbusters Afterlife, the little mini puff that burns through the barbecue does the thumbs up from Terminator oh, 2 yeah, as he yeah. goes through it. Um, <laughs> but, I, but Arnold wrote an amazing tribute to Ivan, uh, Ivan Reitman uh, when he found out that he passed because even though I really like the movies, I forgot that they were, it's like those movies exist, but I forgot. Oh, yeah, it's Arnold and Ivan Reitman. I forgot. And I, and like I said, I think, I, I think Courtney Garden Cop is great. I think it's a great movie, not a good movie. It's a great movie. Um, <laughs> Badass just says, I'm not the police officer, I'm a princess. <laughs> and uh, girls have vaginas, boys have a penis. <laughs> yeah, thanks for the tip. Thanks for the tip. <laughs> All right. So moving on. Uh, apparently, I didn't know. No Strings Attached. I never watched that one. Though. What's... No Strings Attached was Aston Kutcher and Natalie Portman. Oh, the really, the, 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 uh, the bootleg version of uh, the one that Justin Timberlake and, Trump Mila, Timberlake and Mila Kunis did. Yeah. Don't you ever call anything Ivan Reitman does a bootleg. It's a ripoff. Damn it. Damn it. I was kidding, by the way. Um, I'm not going to rate this one because I didn't see it. Same. I never, I never saw it either. Uh, I, I saw it. If I'm right and his name was on it, I've seen it, which also means I've seen Evolution and holy shit, that's a zero. Um, I left that off. I left that I, off. Yeah, on purpose. I, I'm sorry. All due respect. Fuck that movie. It's a terrible movie. That's uh, why I left it off. I was like, wait, just get Which one? Evolution. I remember, Evolution. I remember being so excited. Because it was like Ivan Reitman's like another big budget comedy sci-fi fantasy, and then and he had some stars in it. Yeah, yeah, there was big stars in it, and I remember coming out of the theater going, oh, "It was so bad." Maybe that's why we don't have Ghostbusters three. Um, Ghostbusters Strings Attached two. Hey, it was right. it's fine. It's a fine well, movie. Dan's the only one that could uh could grade that one. Okay, another one. Did not know he was attached to. She probably hadn't seen it because I'm gonna make myself really old here, but meatballs. Yes. Give me why why I became a camp counselor. Let's let's get this out of the way. And this is where Craig's gonna smack me. This is one of three movies on the list I've never seen on Ivan Reitman's uh filmography. 
Shame on you. And that's what Kelly said. We were going, we were watching that um, cleaning up the town, that big, huge gen- uh, Genesis G. It all begins with a G. Ghost, Ghostbusters, Genesis, Christ's sake. Um, a big Ghostbusters documentary came out and it went over, you know, the years leading up to making Ghostbusters. And it talked about stripes, of course, but then it talked about meatballs, a, a movie I've always heard of, but I've never sat down and watched. And can I said that? Kelly was, this is her. How? I'm like, yeah, I know, I suck. I'm sorry. You so it's on. The- with it. Get on that. Well, I'm gonna hit whatever, puberty. Whatever age and the- you were, you would hit puberty. Yes. <laughs> evolution. Oh, by the way, just to backtrack for a second, badass says evolution is a five, and that's why I don't trust badass hundred percent. No, I don't know what movie you're looking at, Ash. That's but- a terrible movie. But yeah, no, Meatballs uh, is the one I, I evolution. Can- the WWE group. <laughs> no. Yeah, because that's-, that's a five. That's- that's better than the movie. That's a five. That's, That's a, five. a five. That's a five. That's a five and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so meatballs, I will rect- meatballs, I will rectify before the end of the year. I apologize. I know, Daddy, I'm sorry. Yes. Give I mean, your wife your man card. You can't have it back until you watch it. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. And you're I, Italian. You haven't seen the movie I, called Meatball? You love this game. I got I got 15 ectos. Fight me. Done. Uh-huh. I will take I will take a kung fu beating from you over this, okay, son. Karate and kung fu are different. Mm-hmm. Whatever. You a bitch. <laughs> you know what? Uh, my car is my car is heavier than you. <laughs> Look at Foxy instigating. He called uh, you. A bitch. I, I just call you. Yeah. You know what? I'm tough guy. You're hundreds of miles away, bitch. No. I'm just Ooh, he says your mama's so fat. <laughs> <laughs> No, mama. That's not what I said. No, what'd you say about my mama? I didn't say anything about your mama. Exactly. Go ahead. Knock yourself out. No, no, knock, no. Uh, no, but Dancy Meatballs, please. Yeah. I will. It's on the list of, she has a list in her little notebook. She goes, asshole. Gotta yeah. write that one down. Uh, no, I took it. <laughs> but Meatballs is a four. It's, yeah. It still holds up. I, Classic. I you was watching um the uh god the last NBA it seems like the NBA has been on for decades, but um at the slam dunk contest uh when it when they finally made a dunk or they or one of them it was a three point contest I'm sorry guy missed eight in a row and he finally made one and I was like okay guys feet pink he's our hot man <laughs> right. I get that all right moving on to the next one I already know what she's gonna grade it because she didn't like it. Animal House. Oh my God! Four and a half, five, five to five. When she when she watched it for the first time, like the only time, she really didn't like it. She goes, she goes. I guess I don't have. I I guess I don't have a penis to enjoy this or something like that. Something along those lines. Something along I guess I need a penis to enjoy this movie. I like raunchy comedy. But Animal Animal House wasn't that raunchy. for its time, it was. No one did. This hadn't been that type of national. Well, what came out? What, what, what came out first? Animal House or Porky's? Because Porky's was like beyond Animal, Animal House. House. Animal, Animal House came out first. first. Animal House came out first. Okay. Yeah. If there was no Animal House, there would have been no Porky's. Yeah, because Porky's yeah. like, and that's the difference. Because Animal House raunchy. Here, I'm going to say something controversial. That's the difference between Porky's and Animal House. Animal House is a talented quality film, and Porky's is garbage. 
Yeah. Porky's is porn. <laughs> I, I fucking there's good moments, but like ninety percent of that movie is like I, this is I and yeah, I and you and you know the humor we like. I fucking hate that movie. Yeah, but that but Porky's goes along with what uh, what Foxy said. You do need a dick to enjoy that movie because yes, I you have, yep, yep, yeah. Animal okay. House. Animal House gets a five. Animal five. House gets a five. Animal House, I, know, I know more women that like that movie than uh, despite the, you know, the rampant, you know, the, yeah, Steven, the man who, the boy who molested me. <laughs> that says a matching quote. He goes, Daddy, yeah. this is Larry, the boy who molested me last time. <laughs> yeah. And did you know, I, I didn't know this until Kelly and I watched it like for the eighth time, but the guy singing green sleeves on the stairs is Stephen Bishop. Does anybody know who that be? No, know who that is. He's yeah. the guy that wrote the crappy animal house song at the end of it. He's actually, oh, shit. he's yeah. a singer songwriter and Phil Collins drum for him. Six degrees. Um, yeah. He also wrote uh, it might be you, which was the closing song to night shift night shift. Uh, no, Stephen Bishop is a uh, an underrated. He's a musician that musicians love. But um, no, that's a fo- that uh, I can understand Foxy watching that at its pace and going, I hate this. Yeah, I get it. Uh, but I also want to point out there's a lovely. Um, this is why it's called Nerd Herders. There's a lovely homage to Animal House and Mallrats. Yeah, when it's very quick, but it's during the chaos of the dating show, and um. Uh, what's what's Michael Rooker's character's name in that? Uh, I, I forgot the character's name, but he grabs Roddy um, uh, uh, Scott Mosier mm-hmm. as he's trying to get what the fuck is going on up there, which is a direct reference to Dean Worm. <laughs> what the hell's going on out there? <laughs> he just grabs the same shot. Um, and uh, yeah, oh god, you uh, can take your thumb out of my ass anytime. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Animal House, Animal House is five, man. Yeah. <laughs> There's a... <laughs> you can't even get it out. I can't. The shot when they're fucking John Belushi, man. When they're going through the fucking pledges yeah. <laughs> and it just shows who would be called Flounder and it just, the slide cuts to him and it just cuts to fucking Belushi sitting going, ah! <laughs> he just fucking screams. I fucking love that movie so much. He's so good. And I also love the big mean guy not being able to get off in a hand job. That's funny to me. Guys, we can't mess around. We've been we're on we're on double secret renovation. Whatever the hell that means. <laughs> what do you say, Craig? I was gonna say Stephen first. Um, we played Flounder in the movie while they were making, while they were shooting that. <laughs> John Belushi asked him to out. You, you want to go out for, for dinner? And first was just like the character. He's like me. He's like, yeah, man, just go out to dinner. He goes out to uh, dinner, or he goes over to John Belushi's house. He was staying out in L.A. and he's just going to have dinner with John Belushi. So he's already nervous. He's a big Saturday Night Live fan, and there's John Lennon. Already, yeah. Just like that. Yeah, Bat Banash uh, quote another good one goes Your Delta Kyle name is Flounder. Why Flounder? Why not? Why not? It was Pinto. Pinto. <laughs> Pinto, not Flounder. Yeah. Why? Every time I hear Pinto, I go, why not? All right. So why not? Five for Animal House and a one. Zero. All right. Zero. Next one. Private parts, the Howard Stern biopic. The book was yeah, better. He produced that. Yeah. I gave it a one. 
I didn't really enjoy it. I liked it. The book was better. I agree. I, the book was better. They left a whole lot out of the movie, but I agree the book was better. So, uh, but for a first time actor and for what he uh, what he got to accomplish, I I give it a I give it a four. This I, is this is why I respect that movie more. And Craig knows who I'm going to mention here. Mm-hmm. I used to kind of I would have said two stars because I'm like it's fine, but uh, our friends Craig Preston Steve apparently yeah. They said that the movie most like actual radio business is that movie. That movie, yeah. And I said, really? And, and my thought, and I didn't say to him because I wasn't there in the conversation. They've mentioned it a hundred times when that movie comes up. I said, really? That? That's the one, huh? So that kind of made me respect it a little more, I guess, that because I'm like, it's a fine movie. But once they said it, I was like, all right. I, I just, we just thought I saw another horrible thing. Oh, damn it. I missed it. I just literally saw another horrible Private Parts was good if you watch it as like a documentary type of thing. Sure. To a movie. And, you know, being a Howard Stern listener in the 90s and on K-Rock every morning, like I think everybody was, you know, it was interesting to really see the behind the scenes and how things unfolded. Mm -hmm. But, you know, again, the the, the book was amazing. A lot better, yes. And it was also a matter of it's a one-time watch. Yeah, it's yeah. it sure. doesn't it doesn't have any replay value. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Outside wanna, of Paul, yeah. about outside of Paul Giamatti's performance in it, he was mm-hmm. yeah stellar. I know this is probably on the list, but I want to steal Damien's thunder for a second, just because we've had a bit about this movie before. She said two. She had a two. She had a number two. You gave it number two. I gave it a two. Oh, you gave it a two. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, go, Dan. Uh, Space Jam. Uh, We're not there yet. I said I was stealing your thunder. I want your answer now. No, we, we, we're getting Damn there. It. All right. There's one before it. Fine. Damn it. Don't Damn it. Fine. It's my channel. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> kidding. All right. Uh, so private pause. I, uh, Dan, did you give private parts? Your, I, said, your I said, I said to, I said, Two and a half originally, and I bumped it. I think I bumped it to a three after I heard when people in the business said what it was. And Craig gave it a four, right? Uh, yeah, three and a half, four. Three and a half, four. All right. Moving on to the next one. Apparently, I did not. This was, this falls into didn't know he was attached to it. The heavy metal movies. The ah. one and heavy metal 2000. Apparently, Ivan Reitman was attached to those. Uh, the first, first heavy metal, it's a. That's a foul. Four, five. That's a five. That's a five. That's a five. Really that's a five. I mean, that. Heavy metal two thousand. That soundtrack was the shit. He wasn't attached to the soundtrack. I didn't say yeah. anything about the movie. I said the soundtrack. The soundtrack was the shit. Like was was that a barbed wire? <laughs> but now, when you say the shits, Fox, you mean it's the shits bad or shits good? The good shits. Okay. The ones that you feel relieved afterwards. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I have not partaken of Heavy Metal 2000 only because I love the first one so much. I didn't want to see a remake. Didn't want to. Well, it wasn't even a remake. It was a whole other uh, singular whole other. story. I'm in kind of like a realm. continuation kind of deal, correct? Yeah, I'm in okay. the opposite realm. I saw the first one. I didn't really enjoy it, so I didn't even bother with the second one. But I picked up that soundtrack in a heartbeat. Okay. So you never saw Heavy Metal 2000? You just listened to the soundtrack. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm I'm giving I'm giving the original heavy metal a five. Me too. Heavy metal two thousand, like <clears throat> one. 
Yeah, never saw it. Five. Five, and what about 2000? That's zero. Wow. Okay. All right. And yeah. you, you, heavy metal, the original? Two. You were two? Oh. Okay. You know, I, this is where I got to step in. But explain, explain why I didn't two. care for it. Okay. okay. Again, this is where I need to, I guess, interject. Oh, go ahead. I'm not a big movie watcher. I never really was. If I do sit and watch a movie, mm-hmm. it's usually horror. Uh-huh. So, watch horror movies? Horror? Horror. Hell yeah. Oh. Okay. Watch movies with the horror. Frank and Hooker. And yeah. that's when the horrors come out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm not a big movie person. I never really was. It takes a lot for me to want to watch a movie. Got it. And usually if I do, <clears throat> nine times out of ten, I'm going to enjoy it. Okay. So it's like, this is really out of my realm. Okay. I'll talk about the soundtracks. No, we're getting to one which you'll definitely love. Mm-hmm. All right, so grades across the board done for heavy metal. All right, now the next one on the list was the Space Jam movie. Soundtrack was better. Oh. Space Jam 1, I will give like a 2, maybe a 3 just because of the characters. Eh, no, a 2. Space Jam, the other one, I'll give it a 4. It was entertaining. I enjoyed it. I, I, I enjoy it. Go, Dan. I'm backwards. I'm a four and a two. You're a four and a two. Okay. Yeah, I think LeBron James is a worse actor than Michael Jordan. And that's and saying a that's, lot. That's a low bar. That's low. <laughs> Better basketball player. What? what? I'm kidding, Craig. Yeah. Okay. Craig. You say whatever. Um, I The first one was a, a two. I, the second one was a four because I liked watching all of the Warner Brothers characters come out and properties yeah and brought that's what i enjoyed about you know the final they certainly not the players and certainly not the actors what i liked about the first space jam um the novelty of it and thank god i didn't see it in the theater but um <laughs> i guess the um barkley and sean bradley were in it they were sixers at the time so that was a big deal for me um, but the thing I like best about the first Space Jam is that he was Michael Jordan, the richest and most popular athlete, maybe of all time, living in a residential neighborhood. <laughs> you son of hey, a Mike, bitch. hey, Mike, how you doing? <laughs> you son of a bitch. Yeah. Like, okay. Well, I never thought of it till now. Now I hate that movie. I, and and I, I know you didn't, you didn't see the second one I at didn't all. see the second one. I was downstairs in the basement recording Manic Mixtape with Dan, which you can watch this Saturday on danlogs.tv. Uh, yeah, no, I didn't see the second uh, one. So, but the first one, would you uh, grade the first one? A two. Okay. Only because I wasn't interested. I'm not a WB person to begin with. Mm-hmm. I think I watched it only because my brother wanted to watch you, but that soundtrack. Yes. That soundtrack was fucking amazing. Yeah. You know, it gave us I believe I can fly. I can fly. For you, I will by Monica yeah. 4321, which was uh LL and like Busta and a bunch of other rappers just collaborating in one track yeah. and it was, you know, the, uh, uh, the one wonders of Quad City DJs, like it was number one on the Billboard charts for four weeks. The was. soundtrack was. See, I can contribute a little bit here. See? I told you, 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 you couldn't, Fox. What the hell? All right, next one. 
Another one I had no clue he was attached to, and I think he'd want to forget he was attached to as well. But I had to, this one, I had to throw it on the list. I had to. Stop or my mom will shoot. Wow. Okay. Sylvester so Stallone's ill-fated, one of his ill-fated uh, forays into comedy. He tried <laughs> Oscar was great. Nobody, Oscar was fantastic. No, it wasn't. Really. Oh, come on. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Apps? No. No. Uh, uh, and and if you like it, 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 that's fine. But I'm saying that when, it, when Stallone said, I'm going to do comedy now, and those are the two vehicles he chose. Um, crazy. Uh, Stop or my mom will shoot. Um, I love Estelle Getty, just not in that role. And I uh, was just a... Uh, wait, yeah, that will get to zero stars for me. That was just bad. That was bad. bad. Go ahead, Dan. I was going to say one star. Just to put a star on there. I, well, I chuckled like twice. <laughs> yeah, I, I give that one a zero. I give that one a zero. I'm not even going to ask you because you probably didn't even see it. Nope. I know what yeah. it is. Never saw it. All right. Next one. This one I did not know he was attached to. Casual sex. Wow. I love that. Casual sex gets like I, I a five. Love, I, I love give that. casual sex a five. five casual sex gets a five. Yeah. Yeah, it was hilarious. I thought it was great. And it gave us Andrew Dice Clay. It did. And it gave us Victoria Jackson and Leah Thompson, the great comic duo that they are. Um, yeah, it was good. I, I, I give it a three. It's, it's an underground classic. Yeah. I was watching that at a very young age and had no idea what the hell was going on. <laughs> Watched it older. I'm like, what Whoa, was I watching? Now, now I get it. I get it now. I've done that with a lot of movies. It's like, oh, Oh, well, yeah. Well, you you mentioned Animal House. I saw Animal House when I was twelve, and I was laughing. Actually, I really can't laughing. say that. My dad, when we're off air completely, I'll tell you the story how my dad taught me about okay. the Prince of Peace. Well, yeah, but Animal House and even Stripes, I was I was laughing because everyone else was laughing. Then when I watched it again, and when I was an adult, went, oh, okay, that's why he was. How about you, Dan? Casual sex? How many? No stars for Captain I hate Star. that. Uh, I hate that movie, and I hate Andrew Dice Clay. Okay, fair enough. That's my opinion. That's and okay. the last one I have on the list again did not know he was attached to, but man, gets respect for it. Euro Trip. No shit. Five, Five for Euro Trip. Wow. Oh, I love that movie. This isn't where I parked my car. This is where I parked my car. Oh, here's another fun fact. You made out with your sister. Oh. <laughs> that's some, that's can anybody can anybody say what the hell fuck did I do just say? Can we just say it gave us the elusive <coughs> one track Scotty doesn't know, know. with, with one metal Matt punk Damon. metal Matt Damon, which I I would but I would support a Kickstarter for a movie of just punk rock Matt Damon. Yeah, there's got to be like a spinoff movie just for him. Yeah. Just for that character. There's got to be a spinoff movie. But yeah, Euro Trip, apparently, but God, Euro Trip, it's five. Total five. <laughs> if, you're a, if you're a fan of Manchester United, sing the Manchester United theme song. Sing it, my baby. <laughs> I just love that man to begin with. Movie. He's so cool. Videos? Yeah. Uh, He's that. so cool. All right, all right. That your trick gets a five from us. What do you about you guys? Uh, three. Oh, <laughs> really? Only three? 
Mm. Okay. Four. I'll do a four. All right. Other quick toss outs that uh that um we didn't know that he may or may not have been behind. Let's see. Uh da, 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 da. uh there was one called Gap, my super ex-girlfriend. Yes, Uma Thurman and oh, Luke, yeah, Luke Wilson. Thurman. Uh Great. Legal Eagles. With Daryl Hannah and Robert Redford. Uh Father's Day with Billy Crystal and Robin Williams. Robin Williams, yeah. And uh the first Robert Beethoven. Beethoven. The first Both Beethoven. Beethoven. Both Beethoven's. Both Beethoven's. Oh. Uh old school. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Craig, what were you gonna say about Father's Day? Uh that was the first time that Billy Crystal and Robin Williams ever did a movie together after they did several years of uh, uh comic strip live. Yeah, and, and, comic and, and, and comic relief. And said, oh, let's put a movie together. Bad idea. And, and, Thomas, and Thomas Everett Scott, guy from The Wonders, was their son. Um, but yeah, just they, they're best when they're, when they, it's weird to say this about Robin Williams and Billy Crystal, two of the funniest guys of all time. Um, they need to be in a movie without a script because when they have to say lines and when they're not ripping off each other, it's not the same. It's like, oh, it's going to be hilarious. It's like, no, they have to stay they have to do their own thing. And they have to read someone else's words. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Father's Day was just, yeah. Sidebar. Oh. Comic, re- those were so good. They were. They good. were. That's why they, they said, oh, let's put these guys in a movie. Dude, I, used to rent, I used to rent those, like, all the time from the video store. I used to rent the comic relief tapes from the video store all the time. Yeah. There's so many of them. It was mm-hmm. so good. They were gold. HBO yeah. used to have some just good comedy yeah shit going on well that's where you'd went because we when carson went off the air or when you if you couldn't get on johnny carson you, the goal was to be on hbo mm-hmm. because when and when rodney would have his young comedian special because that's how gary seinfeld got his start and as much as you hate him dan andrew dice clay andrew dice clay yeah um but uh, larry miller and uh you know larry miller had the highest rated hbo comedy hour for the long time, wow. for like 20 years, Larry Miller's comedy, HBO comedy special was the highest rated, most watched comedy special in the history of HBO for like a long time. So yeah, HBO was the place for comedy. Yeah. Um, and and even down to like the trickle effect, because I remember I used to watch, I probably shouldn't have at that age. I used to watch uh, the Robert Townsend like yes, variety shit he used to put on, and then much later on, I would see all those same people on In Living Color, and like yeah. look at where they all are yeah, now. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, it's it was a HBO was a breeding ground for uh the comics, and it, it it was hard in the '90s because people thought I'll just go in a stand up and I'll get my own show or I'll get on TV like that. Thinking mm-hmm. they were just handing out sitcoms at the airport, but Martin Lawrence and everything. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right, other elements. Uh, old school. He apparently did old school. Loves old school. That's uh, a, road that's trip. Cool. He okay. also did road was, trip. That was that string of the, late nineties. Yeah, we're doing all of those. Yeah. Apparently, in nineteen seventy-seven, he did a uh, horror film, whatever called Rabid. Yeah, didn't see it. Uh, Shivers from nineteen seventy-five. A bunch of bunch of whole Ghostbusters, you know, things. Apparently, he did the uh, the movie Baywatch. Oh, you did Sex in the City too. You did Sex in the City too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Disturbia, Trailer Park Boys, uh, like and uh, Space Hunter Adventures, and his first film, Foxy Lady, made after you. Wow, Veronica, you have your own film. Oh, another orb. Yay! Yay. Uh, yep. All right. Now to I close wanted- our our our. Go ahead, yeah. 
Well, I wanted to point out that his second movie after Foxy Lady was Cannibal Girls, uh, which is referenced. Uh, I'm bringing it up for a reason. It's the movie that's showing in the theater in Ghostbusters 2 when the slime starts pouring through the streets and everybody's running out of it. Yeah. And it's Aww. also it's also showing on the marquee of the theater in the town of Somerville and Ghostbusters Afterlife. So they reference wow. it twice. Wow. All right. Well, that I'll be here for all your other Luthless uh, Ivan Reitman information. And that being said, I am going to now pass the torch over because no man, no person amongst this group has been more influenced or had a bigger, you know, I guess, you know, impact in that person's entertainment life than Miss Dan, Mr. Dan College. Miss Dan, Miss Dan, Dan, take it away on your farewell tribute to Ivan Reitman. No, um, so it was one of these things where, you know, I didn't cry or get upset like that, but um, yeah, this, this guy set up my entire childhood. Like every, I like star Wars. I love star Trek, I, you know, Marvel fan, but every, my star Wars is ghostbusters, the entire universe. And because of who he was and what he was, his name is all over the entire universe, the cartoons, comic books, the movies. Um, with I just want to point out it there's movies this Ghostbusters is one of those movies, along with several other movies that he produced or directed, where there was comedy or sci-fi comedy or that kind of movie before and after. That set the pace. Ghostbusters came out, and everybody was like, Oh, all right. Even Ghostbusters 2 tried it again, which it made a ton of money, but it was Ghostbusters. Everybody's like, No, it's equal bad. Um we also have to give credit to Ivan Reitman for changing the course of Ghostbusters after Lucy died. For those who don't know, even though those try to debate me, um, Ghostbusters was written originally as a Belushi Ackroyd vehicle. Later, Eddie Murphy was going to be brought on. But before Belushi died, it was the two of them. And after that all fell apart for obvious reasons. Um, it was Reitman's idea to take this treatment because Aykroyd is detailed as hell. His treatment was 160 pages. What are treatments, Craig? Like 10 pages or less? Yeah, at most. 160. <laughs> so it was Ivan's Reitman. I, it was Ivan Reitman's idea because he just, just worked with him uh, at, through Animal House and Ghostbusters, uh, Animal House and Stripes to bring Hal Ramis on. Hal Ramis changed the course of that movie because of Iron Man. Uh, Hal Ramis, who preceded him into the uh, other world, uh, it wouldn't be here without it. Mm -mm. But he literally made my childhood. And to reference something you guys said earlier, it's a movie you can grow up with. When you're a kid, you're just about Ghostbusters. Just the simplistic bare minimum of guys catching ghosts. Skate things that scare you, and you have a you have a group of individuals that can protect you from it. Then you get older, and you start watching that movie again. You're like, oh, I didn't know what dickless meant. <laughs> oh, it's a oh, it's a masturbation joke. Oh, it's a, oh, I see all the clever, very, very clever. <laughs> um, 
so it's a movie I also grew up with because every time I watched it, as I turned another, as puberty hit, another step of puberty hit, which for for boys is a lot of annoying fucking steps way after the women because women are like, all right, I got this shit figured out right now. Don't fuck with me. Okay. Men are, men are like, <laughs> much longer and more annoying than women is what I'm trying to say. So I grew up, you grew up and you learn things a little more, uh, which is probably why I have a lot of problems uh, in, in my personal life. I'm kidding. No, I was fine. Um, but I also want to point out Ivan Reitman's style. Because you don't, again, as I say, you grow up with it, right? You don't appreciate how good that movie looks. Because it could have been just shot like any other movie. Ivan Reitman was a brilliant director. He doesn't get credit for actually directing. I mean, he does like we have tonight with all the products he was attached to, which even you guys admitted were like, oh, I didn't, excuse me. I didn't know that. But he was a brilliant crafter, a brilliant artist, the way the movies look, the people he worked with to make the movies look as well good as they did. I didn't know until my mid-teens that that last scene in Ghostbusters was done on a set. Now, that's not the real city behind him. I mean, it doesn't help. It doesn't help that it's in 4K now. And you can tell, oh, that's a mom. Got it. What were you going to say, Craig? I didn't know that either. I really didn't. Not told you just said so. Yeah, that whole end scene at the temple was at one point. Um, Ben Ash, what a, what terrible timing! Um, at one point, that Ghostbusters set at the end at Gozer's Temple, mm-hmm. all of that is constructed in a set that was lifted because they couldn't fit the damn thing in the building. They actually lifted it up off the concrete, off its foundation, and lifted it up in the air uh, several feet to get the whole thing in there Um, because it was so many lights, so much set, and the way they had to shoot it, they had to get all that equipment in there. The entirety of the walls, that's all a matte painting with thousands of light bulbs in it. That's not a real cityscape. Exactly. Brilliant directing. Brilliant art directing. That movie looks brilliant. Um, He literally is on the Mount Rushmore of comedy. Comedy is what it was in the 80s and 90s because of Ivan Reitman. If you're having a bad day, you're feeling down, you watch something that makes you feel comfortable, you go. Most likely, Ivan Reitman had at least a finger in it. And that is a voice that will be lost in the coming years when it comes to comedy. I am very, very, very selfishly, very, very happy that he was able to see afterlife and what it became and what it meant for so many people. And I also want to say, for those who don't know, that there is a shot at one point, a close-up of Peter Venkman. By the way, they're in the new movie. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> turning on his proton pack, a close-up. It's not Bill Murray. It's Ivan Reitman holding the proton pack for the first time on camera. He had never never put a proton pack on. Jason put him in the Venkman jumpsuit, had him wear the proton pack. So the shot of him 
of Peter Venkman turning on the proton pack that first time at the end of the movie is actually Ivan Wright. Wow. I did not know that. What an amazing... I like to teach sometimes to the people who teach me. <laughs> For the masses. For the masses. Craig, we can't see you, by the way, bro. Um, I know. Well, okay. I'm doing other things. But, but I just want to make sure it was by design. So yeah. I just... I want to thank... Ivan Reitman, wherever he is right now, thank you, sir, for your service to this gentleman's life and the fact that I have 40 hundred of these <laughs> goddamn cars in my house. <laughs> Mostly because you decided to get this project off the ground. I love the shutdown sequence. Thank you, Ivan. <laughs> All of us nerd herders here. Thank you, Mr. Ivan Reitman. Yes, Ivan Reitman, you brought me into from puberty to adultery uh, with your movies. Uh, you inspired me in different ways. You inspired me to want to be a camp counselor, which is what I did for two years. And uh, thanks to you, you ruined what I thought a summer camp, a camp counselor would be. <laughs> I knew it was going there. I know, I know, I had to watch that. <laughs> I knew it was going there. Did not get laid once. Did not even... You? Me. Not wow. Even. In summer camp. Uh, and I was, I was a counselor for two, for two summers. Back, back first time, you know, I thought, first time, okay, I got them laid to groundwork. Second year, knock them down. Nope. Um, so, but thank you, Ivan Ryden, for that. And, um... For teaching me what uh, a good uh, person is, is, even if their heart may not be in the uh, right place all the time, his movies were such uh, spoke. To, I saw them on the theater, so I got it over Dan because he was lucky enough to see them as a child and uh, grow up with them on watching them repeatedly on cable and and VCR. I had to pay money to see it in the theater and was enthralled by seeing it on the big screen. So seeing meatballs and stripes and uh, Ghostbusters uh, in the theater were just experiences, experiences themselves that I can't really uh, express to how much it meant watching it on the big screen for the first time, knowing that I was seeing something incredible. So hold on. Oh. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Um, what I was saying is that I, I share your sentiments, Dan. Um, and he made movies for 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 you, for uh, for a whole generation that even though we are years apart, but we still had such uh, an enormous it had an enormous impact on both of our lives. Obviously, you way more than me, but. Um, when I heard of Ivan's passing, of course, I immediately thought of you. So that's as we all did, yeah, we all did. So that was the impact that he had on uh, on all of us. So thank you, Mister. Anyone who create who devotes their lives to creativity and art, you know, I'm always going to be a fan of. But for for him, what he gave us so much uh, through his movies and through his writings and through his producing. Um, that's a debt we can never uh, repay. But I'm glad we got so much of him for so long and he gave us 
so much for, that crosses generations. The people that were old enough to see it in the theater still know, you know, the work of Ivan Reitman. So um, I'm glad we had this this opportunity to talk about how much we we love the guy, and I'm glad we could share this with uh, our viewers and listeners. And I'm glad you you have the the floor, Dan, to uh, to express yourself uh, for this terrible loss that we all feel. All right. <laughs> no. <I'm not. laughs> oh, tight end. Can I make him laugh? <laughs> Die harder. <laughs> Sack. <laughs> Penis. <laughs> Loaded gun. <laughs> oh, she's gonna kill both of us. Um. I feel like I'm being mocked. No, not oh, at all. What I do? No, what I? No, no. What I did about it? Listen, Foxy, you still have my favorite moment on the trailer. On the channel trailer where you're you're just discovering Damien Saul faces of death for the first time. And you just you're so you flabbergasted and befumbled that you're just like, you can't even watch you, you. And I'm like, yeah, that yeah. says that says it all. You got caught, Damien. Um, I want to I do want to talk since we're on the Ivan Reitman thing to get out of the sad to the a little bit jo more jovial, but I have finally, it took a week and a half through the special features oh god, of the gigantic Ghostbusters fucking box set. And let me just say there's two there's one pro, one con. Well, there's several pros, one con. The deleted scene with Eugene Levy was, eh, it was fine. Okay. You know, it was two guys that worked at SCTV. I, I, I understand why it got cut. Let's just say it did. It wasn't needed, but it was fun to watch two guys that worked on SCTV, SCTV, and in Second City were together again and kind of vamp on it off each other. But I understand why Ivan was like, out. Um, you soldier boy. Um, the pros. There is a preview cut of the movie. And this is before all the previs or whatever the hell they were calling it in 1984. All the special effects are not in this. Mm -hmm. Alternate takes, alternate cuts, alternate edits, extra scenes, extra parts of scenes. So as I'm watching this, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to get to the courtroom scene to see what that looks like in the preview cut. It is literally the scene with the least changes in it. Huh. Blew my mind. Because if you know anything about Ivan Reitman, the way he shoots movies is, is he doesn't like he just figures it out as they're going. Not that he doesn't have a plan, but when he's working with Bill Murray and guys that improv like that, they're like, well, let's do the script and then we're going to go and see where it goes. That cut, that first cut, there's one extra line in that extra, in that first preview cut, and it's the car, it's the pre uh, the 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 cardinal from the Catholic Church saying an extra line, and the only extra line in this him saying, it's you know it's like what do you think I should do personally, Lenny? The the Catholic Church will not have anything official to say about this phenomena, and then it usually goes to him personally, Lenny. I think it's a sign from God, but don't quote me on that. 
There's a line where he says, but since the phenomena has started, people have been lined up at the church around the corner to come in and pray and give confession. Personally, Lenny, I think that's a sign from God. <laughs> that's the only extra part in that. It blew my mind that the court scene was, no, we're done. That's it. We're done with it. Hmm. Um, but you will see the preview cut with me. But if, if anybody out there who has the box set and hasn't watched that, watch that. It's different. It's I can't imagine that movie being as successful without the cuts that it did. It's still there, but the pacing is almost wholly different. There's, mm -hmm. It's about 12 extra minutes longer. Um, there's a whole B-plot while the terror dogs are getting chased. The terror dog is, when Vince is, get, when Vince is a terror dog is chasing Lewis. There's a whole B-plot of two homeless guys at Central Park arguing about kickboxing boxers or uh, this situation. It's Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd. It's home two homeless guys yeah. that they filmed like all night. And then I was like, this is I can't put this in there. They're going to know it's you. It doesn't make any sense. It's there's so many extra. There's dailies. There's an hour and a half of dailies. Unbelievable! If you could, if you got your hands on that, or you're trying to, and you see it pop back up, and you're that much of a Ghostbusters fan, grab that. The TV versions of both the first two movies are in it. Oh God! So the edited lines, you go get a court order, and I'll sue your funny face. Everything was fine until the power grid was shut shut off by Wally Wick here. Yes, is this true? Yes, this man is some sort of rodent. I don't know which. I don't know what that means, but they couldn't use Nicholas on TV. Yeah. Anyway, I'm done. Enough with the Ghostbusters. All right. Oh, I put the car Great, away. Legend. So again, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us for Bird Hunter's Car, Ivan Reitman Tribute. Craig, do what you do, only as good as, you know, you can do it. <laughs> Nobody does it better. Oh, there's people that do it better, but I will do what I do, which is dress nice and look absolutely amazing for my age. So I will do that. Uh, in the meantime, I will thank everyone for listening and for watching this month, this second month edition of Nerd Herders and this the second month of the year in the year of our Lord, 2022. Um, join us for uh, each and every month as we go through the nerd news, as it were, news. And uh, we pass the savings on to you. Uh, you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter at Craig Regan, C-R-A-I-G-L-I-G-G-E-O-N-S. My two married compatriots will tell you where they're going to be first, but I have to plug, because I cannot do this show without plugging it, the, the soon forthcoming autobiography, Tell Me Who I'm Supposed to Be, uh, the eagerly awaited um, tome by our very own Veronica Vargas. It's something I'm chomping at the bit, for $6.49 of my life every single month went to uh, this woman, and I will gladly do it again, over and over again, because of my belief and absolute love for her. But before we get to that, uh, Dan, where can people follow you? Follow me on all social media platforms at Dan Law, 83. <laughs> like the sex, good. Hey, Damien, where can people follow you if they want to? All uh right. DVargus802 on Instagram as well as u.s. underscore Shotokai for my karate school in personal training. 
Excellent. And the woman you married to, what's her Most deal? importantly, this one here. You can find me on all social media with the same handle, at Viva Foxy Foxy. That's V-I-V-A-F-O-X-Y-F-O-X-X-Y. Same exact handle on Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, which is a page in itself. And if I'm right, I also believe Spotify, where you can check out all the Manic Mixtape uh, playlists as well as whatever the hell else that I listen to if you're interested in that, since I talked about music a lot tonight. And on a side note, as we're to see, has been clickety clacketing away for about the last week, week and a half. And uh, yeah. I, I saw a post where um, she said, Oh, I have a lot of repressed memories come back up. I was like, Ooh. It was insane. It was insane. I'm sitting there and I'm I'm in the final draft edits and I'm just like, oh, holy shit. Holy shit. No, yeah, I remember it that. Like, it. Like, I'm sitting like, here. What? I'm like, like, I just unlocked something I pushed so deep down far away. That wasn't in this. And oh my God, I got to add it. So sometimes taking a little bit of a break let gives you a chance to. Yeah. Spread that mind. Yeah. Like she, because okay. she was like, Writing like the wind, and after like it happened, it was like, whoa! Wow! So we got a whole other chapter in there. Excellent! Can't wait to read it. Thank. You. I'm very proud of you. Whatever happens, I'm so proud of you for putting pen to pad and sharing your life with all of us. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, anyway, uh, thank you guys for joining us for the last. Hopefully, we have more sophomore humor for you next month. I guess because um, uh, USFL season has started, semi-pro football, so there'll be plenty of words like sack and um, tight end for us to laugh at. Uh, in the meantime, I'm back, half back. <laughs> well, it's a good day to die harder, folks. Uh, and in the meantime, in between time, we'll see you this time next month. On Nerd Herders. Wave goodbye, everybody. You're my Nerd Herders. You're my Nerd Herders. Nerd herders.